Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Dominic Mole's brilliant new film, The Night of the Twelfth, is a contemplative look into the machinations of a confounding police investigation. The film focuses on the young and ambitious Captain Vives, who has been recently appointed leader of the Genoble criminal squad when the murder of a young woman by the name of Clara lands on his desk. Vives and his team investigate Clara's complex life and relations, but what starts out as a professional and methodical immersion into the victim's life soon turns into a haunting obsession. The film, again, is called The Night of the Twelfth, and we're fortunate and honored to have with us today the director, Dominic Mole, as well as the co-screenwriter, Gilles Marchand. Dominic and Gilles, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Among the many strengths that this film possesses, The Night of the Twelfth, is that it starts out as an investigation into a murder and it ends up widening out into something much more complex, which is the psychology of the people doing the investigation and how it impacts them as individuals, but also as a collective unit in terms of the way they go about proceeding with this case. Let's talk a little bit about what inspired you to make this movie. Dominic? Um, well, several things. I, I, the starting point was uh, a book written by Pauline Guénard, and uh, Pauline is a writer. She spent one year uh, with the crime squad uh, in Versailles, and so the, the, the book she wrote is not a novel, but a description of the everyday work and life of the uh, investigators of the, the crime squad. And so she talks about many different crimes and investigations, etc. And when I read that book, I came across this one particular investigation. And what I liked about it was that it described how one of the investigators gets obsessed with that case. And the more so that uh, he can, he can't resolve it. And uh, and often when you talk to police officers, um, investigators, they tell you that the crimes or the that obsess them are those that they could not resolve. And so I wanted to talk about that. What happens to an investigator when he cannot? Uh, solve a crime, what kind of uh, frustration or anger or deception does that uh, trigger off? So that was one of the starting points. And then when we started to work on the screenplay with uh, Gilles, uh, we quickly realized that because it was a femicide and the murder of a young woman, the, the one of the threads of the film would also be the violence of men against women and questioning uh, masculinity also among the police, which is still an all-male world. And so we worked along that line. Gilles Marchand, as the screenwriter, co-screenwriter of this film, there are many characters, the police unit, the captain of the unit, the suspects, the family of the victim, the people in within the town where this happened. A lot of characters, a lot of different levels of complexity to these characters. What were you going for? What were you trying to achieve uh, in terms of developing these characters? 
Well, we, we uh, realized pretty quickly that, of course, Johan would be the central uh, character of the, of, the, of the story of the, the film. And we felt that the less we knew about uh, him, about his psychological background or, or whatever, the, the stronger it would be because one could uh, project things uh, onto him and fill out that, <laughs> that every, every spectator could fill out that space uh, by by himself in in a way, and also we we I mean that was also a discussion we had with uh, the actor Bastien Bouillon was that uh, a lot of things had to go through his uh, eyes and the way he looks at things and he looks at, at people because at least in the first part of the film he doesn't he's concentrated on his work and on the the police procedures and does not. Uh, say a lot of things about himself and by contrast it was important that the other characters and especially Marceau uh, should uh, that we should know more about them that that should be they should be less uh, mysterious and of course with uh, Marceau we have a lot of elements because we we know that he's uh, actually a frustrated school teacher that he has this thing with the with the importance of the French language that he hates himself for becoming full of, of hate and that he can't control his emotions. And because he can't control his emotions, we know much more about him. He's easier to read. And, uh, and, and, and Johan is someone who controls his emotions and he knows that he has to hold them back because otherwise uh, he might just behave as, as uh, Marceau. And so that, that contrast was really interesting to develop. It is an interesting contrast, and I, I really felt like uh, the fact that Johan was so um, procedural, he was so much about the job. We do get a glimpse into his life outside of work um, with his cycling, and we get there's sort of a metaphor for his life and where he kind of sees himself and the way he goes about cycling. But I, I really enjoyed how he was so dedicated to his job. He was so much about learning and growing actually in the course of the film we see his character begin to see not only this particular murder case but the, the but the other women the women in involved in the case become something of a touchstone for him dominic is is that a fair way to to put it that's a very fair way uh, to put it i think you put it extremely well so <laughs> i don't know what to add but it's true that uh the, one of the important things for us is was the, the evolution of Johan's character. And we from the beginning, we said it's not because the case is not being solved at the end that we want that 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 uh, we want the film to be bitter or or uh, where we say, okay, there's no use doing anything, et cetera, et cetera. and And we wanted there to be something positive and something optimistic in the evolution of Johan's character and which comes exactly from what you say, which comes from his interaction with the few women that are in the film. I mean, they're, they're, they don't have much screen time, but the screen time they have is really important. And what they say is really important. And you can, and we, we also felt it was important to show that within a um, group of men, uh, the the interaction is quite limited because uh, men tend to not to speak about their inner feelings because they're afraid it might show weakness. 
And, and so the interaction between Johan and the, the judge, who is a woman, and the young police officer who joins the group at the end, who is also a woman, is in a way more richer and more interesting and allows him to go further and to understand that he, that he owes it to the victim to, to, to try to continue and to carry on. And, uh, and, and that he's not allowed to, to give up. And I, I think that for both of us, this, this idea of not giving up, uh, which is also always an easy way out, is something very important and something that we wanted to, to, to show that it was important. Another thing that's the strength of the film is that as they're investigating the murder, they're talking to people in Clara's life. And she was a woman who was very much a sexual being. She enjoyed herself, shall we say. And what I really appreciated about it is how that became more and more the focus of the investigation until there's a point in the film where her friend steps forward and, and calls and calls the the police on on looking at the murder through the through the lens of her sexuality as opposed to the crime itself mm -hmm. um, is again, I feel like I want to make sure that I'm on the right track here. Dominic, is that, that, that seemed like a very important sort of element within the film that her sexuality in some ways began to creep into their perception of, of the way that they were investigating the murder. Yes. I think that, I mean, yes, that was an important uh, aspect because uh because you 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 can feel that when a woman is a victim of a rape, murder, violence, whatever, and you in in during the investigation you hear that she had a quite active sexual life, there's always a point where it shifts into the 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 idea that she might be a little bit responsible that she had been looking for it, which is completely absurd and uh, because when a man has a lot of uh, sexual partners it's it's kind of seen as a positive thing and you and 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 with a woman not and so you can feel that there is still a problem uh to in, in the way that a woman's sexuality is perceived and that uh you feel that the main thing thought is that she sh a woman should behave <laughs> and not be out of the out of the the the, the tracks uh and and so and and this is not uh, i mean it, it was not to to say that police officers think like that it's not only police officers i think it's 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 something that's quite uh common um and and uh and as you said the the, the friend of the victim nani she points that that out even if of course it's normal that a police investigator should uh, inquire about the 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 the, the ex-sex uh, partners of, of, of the victim because possibly the, the murderer might be among them. But in the, the way they do it, there's always this idea, okay, you know, if she had behaved in a more uh, conventional way, uh, it, it might not have happened. I do want to talk about the wonderful performers in the film, particularly um, Bastion Bullion, uh, and the, and his character, but I'd like to talk with Jill about the writing of all of these different characters. When you have so little time with some of them, 
How do you write in such a way to make them so distinctive and you're able to convey as much information as you need to in order to further the story? Comment il te demande comment faire en sorte que chaque personnage. You are right to say that it is a, a challenge because a lot of the of the characters, especially the suspects, for instance, they just have one scene, right. and so you have to work in such a way that they exist in one scene. Uh, and I, I think that well, there are different elements. I mean, the the, the uh, Pauline Guénard's book helped us because there were the transcriptions of the interrogations of the suspects. So even if we changed it and adapted it, etc., there were already uh, quite interesting elements. Uh, and then I think it's also, I mean, the, the casting is quite uh, important, of course, and the choice of, of the actors and, and to see that you cho choose different types. And then one we, once we had cast them and once we had done screen tests with them was to also adapt the dialogues again uh, according to their personality so it's it, it was it was all a, a way of, of of balancing things and to have then a, uh, a number of characters that are well uh, defined and and where you immediately after a few dialogues uh, understand you know who they are and what they what they represent but of course the 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 actors you know contribute a, a lot towards that mais c'est vrai que quand on écrit c'est important de faire en sorte yes what Gilles is saying is that uh, each time we we write uh, a scene of a, a certain uh, character is to uh, put ourselves in into his his shoes and to to imagine okay what would I say if I was uh, if I was that uh, person with his personality and to to give them life uh, in 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 that way. One thing about the suspects in the film, in my opinion, any one of them could have been the one who killed. Clara, and I, I. It feels like that was by design that to make sure to make all of them credible in light of what they may have been capable of doing, and that was part of what I found so fascinating about each one of these suspects, as well yeah. as the, the your ability in the film to be able to make that all credible. It does make sense, and it's true that each of them is is a. Is shows uh, one aspect of what one could call toxic masculinity, and uh, in different ways. Some just because they behave like cowards. Uh, some because they're indifferent. Some because you feel that there is a certain and a strong violence uh, within that. We wanted to. Yes, that's what we wanted to to show. But of course, the the, the idea was not to say that all. I mean, as you said, each of them could have done it, but it doesn't mean that we wanted to say each man is a potential rapist or, or killer because we also have the example of Johan, who is a better example of masculinity and because he's listening to what others say and what the women say and he evolves and, and changes and questions himself. And I, I think if we want, you know, in our modern world or society to have some progress or change for the better <laughs> we have to right. to question ourselves all the time and people who are just think that they know things and that they will not change that 
that's not of much help, of course. Well, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Dominic Moll as well, uh, the co the director and co-writer, uh, as well as Jill Marchant, who is the also co-writer of this wonderful film called The Night of the Twelfth, and it is coming out uh, soon. It'll be out in theaters uh, coming out soon. You'll be able to go to the filmschoolradio.com website to find out more about it, as well as you can go to the Film Movement website uh, for for information about this film. It's uh, very well done. Um, one last question, sort of as a, the, the, the look of the film, the way it was shot, I thought uh, I'd really like to at least mention your cinematographer, I thought there was a, a lot of very tight places, a lot of different kind of looks in the film. And I thought it was it had a beautiful look to it. Uh, Dominic, let's talk a little bit about your your thoughts and in, in the way that you wanted it shot and and the look of the film. Yes, well, there, there are several things. I mean, for one, I mean, one thing that was important to me was, I mean, even if, of course, it's a work of fiction and it's not at all a documentary, but I wanted the the way the police work is portrayed to be quite close to what it what it's really like and in most tv shows or tv series this uh, at least in france it's not the case so they often work in open spaces uh, with a lot of glass because it looks better uh, and this is and and in reality they work in very small offices and this is what i wanted to show also and so it was a challenge how to film a scene in, in such tight spaces and still make it uh, uh, interesting and uh, so we we had a lot of, uh, of of discussions with the production designer with the cinematographer on how to how to do it and i i like in in my way of uh, of breaking down shots etc to be quite uh, precise and to not to be in 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 some improvisation as far as the acting is concerned but also in in as far as the the way it is filmed is 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 concerned and i think that all that uh, contributes to the 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 particular atmosphere of, of the film and also the fact that it is set in the in the mountains in the french alps which is also important because i i felt that the presence of the mountains which are of course by itself beautiful but which can also have something threatening and uh, especially if you're down in the in the in the valley and then the mountain is also something that stops you from seeing further and so i i felt that it it echoed with the the story and with the situation that the investigators were in uh, because they're also stuck and they cannot see much uh, further uh, ahead. And so all those choices are, are important to, 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 you know, contribute to the look and the special atmosphere of the film. It's beautiful. It looks great. I want to, well, one last thing, I want to remind our listeners that the film has done exceedingly well in terms of its awards, um, is it the César? Am I saying that correctly? César Award? Yes, uh, César. Uh, the César are the French uh, Academy Awards. Yes. Right, right. So yes, the uh, French Academy Awards, the César uh, Awards, and it's won Best Sound, Best Film, Best Director. Uh, what else did it win? Best Supporting? Uh, best, best Supporting Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best uh, Young Actor for Bastien Bouillon. Uh, just uh, well, congratulations on on all of that. Congratulations on this film. It has been an honor to be able to talk to you about the night of the twelfth. We've been speaking with the director Dominic Moll. He's also co 
screenwriter, along with Gilles Marchand. To both of you, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for your patience uh, for uh, to spend with us here on Film School Radio. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.